GED, um, and then they have English language learning instruction um, to help people gain citizenship or just um, to learn more proficiency with the language, whether they're coming from basic to just having people who are maybe a little more higher English learning skills. They just need to work on their proficiency and the vocabulary um, and comprehension. Um, so there's that angle with um, English language learners. You have the GED courses, like I mentioned, and then you have digital skills. So, and it's expanded into like workforce skills. There's all kinds of different areas that um, Literacy Pittsburgh works with. Okay. Welcome to the Pulse Project. Pandemics had an effect on everyone, whether it's physical health, mental health, effects of being isolated, financial stress, and more. This project's designed to show you the resources you have available to help you move forward during these tough times. Welcome to the Pulse Project. It's been brought to you by Bank, Community Development Partnership, and Witty Media. But so far, it's like creating new things, like all the time. It's like tackling the things that are an issue, like avoiding online scams. We came up with that as a team, and it was like, okay, telling people like how to find scam issues with COVID, it came really a big problem right. and stuff like that. It was like people are getting scammed constantly, and they don't even realize it. Like sometimes they're just like, oh, this email popped up on my page. It's all cool, or these like news, like not even news sources, but like very far sighted news sources. It's like they're telling you the wrong information. Right. It's like you have to recognize that it's almost a scam in its own way because mm -hmm. it's trying to find a way to get to you. Right. So, Especially that, yeah. that, that algorithm yes. is powerful both ways, in a bad way and a good way. Because mm -hmm. one way, the products that you need, you can find them. Yeah. The people that are your customers, you can find them. Mm -hmm. But also, if you're a little extreme, yeah. that's all you're going to get. Yes. You know what I mean? So it just... Oh, this is right. Mm -hmm. Everybody sees it. Yes. We don't realize there's a whole other world out there. Like, and it's like explaining to people like how caches and book, not bookmarking so much, but history and like how you're getting into websites and with cookies and it's like that. How is it tracking you and like how is that reflecting into everything else that you're doing? And they're like, ah, oh, I didn't know there was. And I was like, I'm not trying to scare you. This isn't just scary. I just give you the tools to be able to go in and use your computer or your phone properly, so that way then you don't have these problems arise. Because they're like, I don't understand how like Facebook and, and that is like following me. I'm like, they're not following you. Everything else is following you, and they're getting the information. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, right. So and I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I'm not completely against. It. I know when everybody found mm -hmm. out about the algorithms, they were upset. Mm -hmm. But me as um, a content creator, it's. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, great. Right. <laughs> yeah. And because with self discipline, mm -hmm. I don't get into too many different things. I literally mm -hmm. only get on social media to promote, yeah. check messages, and then I get off. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not scrolling into wild different stuff. So everything that I see, it has to do with what I'm into. Mm -hmm. You know, so I kind of like it. Yeah. But I also can see how harmful. Uh, I think people who don't control. understand social media don't get it, All and right. then they go, they get, they get like overwhelmed by it almost in a way. And it's like even with like that, it's like with. <laughs> It's like I teach twofold. It's like I teach these scam and the algorithm stuff and everything like that. And then I teach how to promote small businesses on there. And I'm like, okay, well, we got to have some happy medium. It's All like right. you still have to be able to put your businesses there. You still have to be able to use it. But it's like, okay, how do we do it? Have you had anybody who's had like a difficult time with that balance? Uh, no. I think a lot of people, it's like the older generation that come in and they're not understanding like this is what... 
this is why I'm using the, these tools, okay. then they get kind of like lost in the shuffle. But I think they've been lost in the shuffle all this time. So it's all such a new thing for them. And they're like, I, don't, I just don't get it. I can't grasp it. So, so it, does everybody um, get the same? Like, say, if, if I'm 60 years old or mm-hmm. someone's 40 years old, when it comes to the digital learning, is it cookie cutter? Or is it, you know what, what do you need? Well, it depends because I have my workshops and stuff like that. Those are all pretty much like, okay, this is the information. We're going to tackle this information. Like, these are our learning objectives. This is the information you're going to be provided. And then we can work on it more, like, as you go about. Like, you can come back for Open Lab and we can work on it together, like, one on one. I can explain it a little further. I can help you with it. Um, so that like, leads out of the cookie cutterness. Like, it goes from being like, okay, this is all the information you're going to get today. Then, here, let's work on it some more. And then hopes that they'll actually come back and work on it some more. Um, as for any of the other courses, they are pretty cookie cutter. But I can, like, say, as a teacher, I can diversify their learning a little bit. Like, I can say, okay, you're struggling with this. Let's work on it some more. Let's work on that one skill that you're having trouble with. And I always say it's like they, there is that extra time with Open Lab that they can come back. And they can be like, okay, um, I don't understand this. How can you explain it to me a little more? And then usually that leads to more learning because they want to learn everything else okay. that way. So, and it's it's nice. I do like the open labs because they they provides more one on one attention to them. Like they're not the only person in the room most of the time, but it does provide one on one attention to them. So they can go, okay, I don't get how this thing in Excel spreadsheet works. I don't understand how um, my LinkedIn page. How do I use it to job search? And it's like, okay, let's work on that. Let's do that together. Or they're even just as simple as like, I job searched on Indeed. I don't know how to apply to these jobs. And it's like. Okay, let's do that. Let's let's sit down, take your resume, put it in the website, and then we'll work for it. And then from there, they can do all the other websites because they're like the same repetition. So it's neat. It's neat to see how different people learn. Let's start from the beginning. Who is Literacy Pittsburgh? Like, what? Where? Where did it come from? Like, what? What's the story behind this? Um, Literacy Pittsburgh started as a group. Um, they're 40 years this year, so it's a big anniversary year. Um, so they started in 1982 as the Greater Literacy. Um, I have it written down because I always mess up this name. Um, beep. Let me get to my word here. Greater Pittsburgh Literacy Group. There we go. Greater Pittsburgh Literacy Group. And they started down in Pittsburgh in Allegheny County helping out um, the marginalized groups. The You have the in, um, immigrants. You have low income. You have um, uh, people who are refugees. They help those groups. And as they've grown, as they've changed a little bit here and there since then, um, they've been able to help more people. It's like they help over 5,000 people a year. And it can be pretty impactful whenever you're helping people with math skills, teaching their learning skills, um, reading, writing, different things that they need, um, and getting them their GEDs, helping them gain citizenship. And so it's like they started out in this like budding organization of all volunteers, so then building a group that is now impacting two areas now, not just Pittsburgh, but also Beaver County. Wow. Since then. That's powerful because it seems like um, it's designed to give attention to those who might have been forgotten, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so that's definitely dope. So now you're down here in Beaver County. Yes. How long have you been down here in Beaver County? Um, they've been here um, since 2018. They right. acquired, like the groups kind of merged together, Adult Literacy Action that was in downtown Beaver had then kind of formed together with Literacy Pittsburgh to help build a bigger brand essentially for this area so that um, they could help out more. Um, and 
since then, they've just kind of brought them, themselves more attention, and now they've also gotten more access to our area because they already had people in in line of who like does the GED courses, who does the um, volunteering and things like that. So they they have those people already set in place. Okay. So and then my position came about more recent with COVID. So okay. All mm-hmm. right. So before we get deep into everything that you do, mm-hmm. what is everything that uh, people could look for? Like. What what are all the resources and um, areas that you guys cover? Uh, you said GED. GED, um, and then they have English language learning instruction um, to help people gain citizenship or just um, to learn more proficiency with the language, whether they're coming from basic to just having people who are maybe a little more higher English learning skills. They just need to work on their proficiency and their vocabulary um, and comprehension. Um, so there's that angle with... Um, English language learners, you have the GED courses like I mentioned, and then you have digital skills. So, and it's expanded into like workforce skills. There's all kinds of different areas that um, Literacy Pittsburgh works with. Okay. So, all right. All right. Um, so yeah, let's get into the digital aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, what all do you cover as far as digital? Like, so digital is such a broad aspect because we have things that go from the basic, the very very basic, like basic computer skills, internet skills, to I teach courses and workshops in Instagram for business. So it can vary between the things that we need. Um, With our basics program, we teach intro to computers, um, intro to internet skills. Then we have Microsoft programs. So you have Word, Excel, and spreadsheets, or Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. Getting those all mixed up. Um, And then we have things like Google Docs, which is another one that people are using in the workplace a lot more. Um, so we've kind of built a little egg with those that we provide for people, and that's through the Northstar program, which is a learning online learning system that we access, and people can either do in our office, in my computer lab, or they can do at home, and they can work on their skills that way. And we also provide courses in those to kind of accentuate what they're learning in those areas. Um, so they can take the tests online and they can get certified, or well, a certificate. Okay. Um, and so they can put that with their resume and they can take it with them. Like, I am, I have basic skills in, in Word. I, have, I can work in Excel. And that's a good point because a lot of people are so used to using formulas and stuff like that in Excel. They know how to kind of work things about in Excel to like using a spreadsheet that is already pre-created, but they don't know how to make it themselves. And that's right. why I provide them, is okay. the ability to do this from the square up. So. What if I'm uh, someone who might be 50, 60, I refused years ago to get involved with cell phones and computers, yeah. but I'm now trying to find a new job, or I'm trying to get a loan, and everything's digital, mm-hmm. all applications, finding these things. Is that is that something people could come to you guys to learn those kind of skills? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, a lot of people I find come to me with, they've never even touched a computer. They've like, they'll come in, they'll sit down and be like, I haven't used a mouse. I don't know what that is. Can you show me how to use it? And it's like learning how to do that. So I teach them that if they have problems with their phone, like trying to like job search on their phone because they don't understand how to do it, or even just like, how do I make a phone call properly on this phone? They, I, they can come to me and ask. Um, I help people variating things, whatever they need, um, trying to gear towards getting them to a better space where they feel comfortable with computers. It's not necessarily that they're going to come out of my workshops and everything like that knowing everything because there's so much to know, but it's like getting them comfortable and not scared. So okay. that's a big part. Right. So if I'm someone who's uh, who might have I've been battling homelessness, mm-hmm. maybe might be battling addiction, and I want to turn things around, I might not have transportation, mm-hmm. like wh- how could they go about 
getting this? Like, is it how you know? Is it accessible to everyone? Like, how do you, how does this so. work? Um, because we have our computers here, so they don't have to bring anything with them. And okay. they we are technically on the bus route with okay. the mall being here. Um, they may be familiar with CareerLink because it, it's kind of a known name, and we they used to have a location in Beaver Falls, and they moved it up here to the mall. But it's still, I think, fairly accessible. I think the big thing is getting them here and getting them understanding what they can do with their skills that they can build. Um, and I think that CareerLink offers a lot of that. We offer a part of that, and it's. I think that it's just different pieces of the puzzle. But it does, I think, matter the fact that they need the resources to be able to get to this point. So making sure that they're able to do what they need to do. So it's like sitting on different groups and letting them know what pieces of the puzzle they, we have here right. and getting them here. Okay, that's so. great, that's great. Mm-hmm. So I, I know you guys got a lot of things going on. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything going on that you want the people to know about? Um, I think that it would be great for them to come here if they even just want to brush up on skills. Um, the GED program, Susan, she's our teacher there, she does not just only GED courses um, to get people to that place where they need to get their high school equivalency. That is very important for people to get a job a lot of times. Um, but if they want to brush up on their skills, they can come here too. Maybe they want to get back to college and they are too scared to get to that step. That's important. Brush up on your skills, get yourself ready. Um, and then with along that, they have the English language learning skills. Let's get them ready to join the workforce. Let's get them comfortable living here um, and possibly getting their citizenship if they need it. And then in course with mine, with the digital skills, I want them to be comfortable with computers. I want them to be able to either go to work and feel comfortable that they're not being thrown something at, at them that they don't understand, but also so they can live comfortably at home and be able to join everybody's conversation. You're from Beaver County. Yes. Um, what, what demographic of people do you feel like could benefit the most from this? Um, well, I think that it depends on what your need is. So I would say definitely, like, we have a lot of people that come here that will have said, like, I haven't had more than a minimum wage job, or maybe they're trying to build into, like, the next tier of their life. They want, they have kids now. Um, they want to get a better job. Those would be great people to come here, learn some new skills, get themselves kind of ready to start learning. Mm-hmm. Because like even with my basic courses, it's like getting them to that next step where they feel like they're confident that they can learn the next step. And it's like, hopefully we'll get to that where we're gonna actually provide it so they can come to us. But also I can give them the skills and the needs to get to the next step. But I think that a lot of people that grew up in this area, we kind of got used to like, it's just the way it is. Right. So you just do what you got to do to get by. But there is so much more out there that right. we can we can access. Not true, so. and, I, and and I want people to understand. Like it seems like you guys have something to cover all angles. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's just to get a basic job, or if it's something that you might be struggling with that's mm-hmm. stopping you from reaching the next opportunity. Yes. You know what I mean? To come to you guys mm-hmm. um, and check things out. COVID had a negative effect on everyone. Mm-hmm. Unemployment went up. Um, how were you guys a resource during this time? Like, what were some challenges you guys dealt with? Then? Um, okay, so I think that a lot of the big challenges was they had to change to being online learning. They had to develop a new skill set for, okay, we've got to get people this information, but they've got to you know, move on in this, in this world by themselves almost. Um, but I think that it was, it, they worked it well because they are such a grounded com- like community resource that people came to them still. Um, I know that with my boss, she had uh, Nicole, she had trouble with like the online learning part of it, like making sure that 
whatever you're doing, English skills, like they need to be able to see your mouth, so you can't have a mask on. It's, it's not as easy. Those type of things were difficult. Um, but some things can be transferred well online and some things can't. It's just how teaching is. But reaching those, the people that needed it most, I guess would be a lot harder whenever you can't be hands-on with them. Okay. So, but yeah, helping those people that did get affected now coming out of COVID a little more has been a lot more rewarding because they're finally getting results that they need to get. So, so. someone who, who might have been uh, struggling, might have lost their job mm -hmm. um, through COVID, what, how could this benefit them? Well, first off, coming through and doing the things with not only me, but with PA CareerLink, now that they're, they, we've worked as a team, as we're partnered, um, they make sure that they have their unemployment benefits, everything all set up um, through them, and then building their skills with what we can provide them. So getting them, if they don't already have a GED, getting them their GED so that they're able to move about. And because it's at their own pace, they can do what they need to do. They can learn at their own pace. And getting them that stepping stone, I think, would be a big help. Okay. So, all right, all right. Mm -hmm. When it comes to uh, a digital online, because I've seen you guys do LinkedIn, mm -hmm. social media, what is, what is some advice that you have for uh, someone in using social media um, to, to get a better opportunity? It's a lot of it is depending on, like, if for people of our generation, we're kind of used to it. We're called digital natives. We've gotten into this world. We know kind of what we're doing with the internet, kind of in a way. Um, but using that skill to then find jobs. Like LinkedIn, a lot of people aren't aware that you can use it to search for jobs. So I provide them that tool of, like, okay, it's a part of my workshop, is not only getting your stuff on there, it's like a digital resume that provides a really big open example as to who you are. It's like then using that, branding yourself, and then saying, I'm looking for a job, putting yourself out there, and also searching on that website. So getting them that skill, but then also finding ways of using the internet, not just for scrolling and like finding like right. ads and things like that. It's like putting yourself out there as a brand. It's like, this is who I am. Maybe creating your own fan, like, well, fan page on Facebook, but or like gearing your Instagram towards like a specific topic and really putting yourself out there. and using that as a tool on your resume saying I created this content this was important to me and just saying like this is what I want to provide your company or this is what I want to this is what I want to become and maybe even using it as a, as a way of stepping tone to something that you want to do mm. so like you're your content creator you understand that it's like starting out from a budding thing it's like I really have this idea let me take that and expand it even more and then finding new opportunities that allow me to use that that skill so. so someone like myself who's growing a small business, yeah. you recommend LinkedIn? Because I gave up on LinkedIn years ago. It's starting to become more popular. Um, it is a professional place for you to go and to contact, uh, con uh, connect with other people that are in your field or in your industry, but also to share your information. There's a lot more people on there that are professionals than there used to be. I feel like it's built a lot more. Um, so I would definitely suggest it. So don't just don't just square yourself away to Facebook and Instagram. Right. There's TikTok. There's LinkedIn. There's all kinds of different places to put your content. You know what? I'm 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 gonna go ahead and get back to it. You, you, <laughs> you've inspired me to go back awesome. to it. I, you're not the first person I've heard bring LinkedIn back yeah. up, um, and I've been sleeping on it for a while. <laughs> um, I met a guy uh, two weeks ago for uh, a media program that I'm working with with Genesis Collective, mm -hmm. and. Um, and he was talking about how he's been illiterate his whole life. Oh, wow. And um, 
he was talking about, you know, the insecurities and everything that come mm -hmm. with it, not really seeking help because of the insecurities. Yeah. What advice would you have for someone like him? Um, well, it's hard to get past that hurdle, I feel. And I, I think I just had a discussion with this with my, my coworkers, is that it, you've come down on yourself because you don't have these skills. You don't have this ability to be a part of the world around you. And it'd be important for you to take the first step. It's like, no matter your age, everybody always says like an old dog can't learn new tricks. That is not the case. And I always tell people that it's like, there. I've had 80 year old women come to my class and they're like, I wanna learn the skill. And I'm like, you can do it. It's like, there's, there's no reason why you can't. It's like, we'll put that information somewhere, we'll make connections somehow. You'll, you'll find that it, it gets there. With learning and being, needing to read, it's definitely a skill that will make them happier long-term. And it's like, Starting out, trying your best, and keep working on it. I think it, lifelong learning should always be a goal for everybody. So. Now, I know a lot of people, almost back to the same question mm -hmm. with the guy from literacy, have a lot of insecurities or maybe just are afraid to take that next step, step outside that comfort mm -hmm. zone. Um, what advice do you have to those people who might just need to come here and for whether it's yeah. literacy, whether it's GED, mm -hmm. but they're like, ah, I don't, I'm afraid. Yeah, I think just knowing that the people here are very warm, very caring. It's not just myself, like, I, I want to help people and so do everybody else that's here. It's not just me, it's, Susan's always wanting to get on people's level, making sure that they're able to get the skills. We have volunteers that come in, they help, not only here, but with our classes in CCBC. It's like, they, they provide, classes that are trying to vary for people morning, afternoon, evening. And our evening classes even, it's like we have volunteers that are going to be sitting down one-on-one -on -one with you. Get to know someone that's working here. It's like make it a personal connection and make it more of a goal that you feel is attainable. It's, it's hard to see the end goal at the end that like I'm going to learn this skill but it seems so hard if you don't try to take that first step. And it's but you need to make those connections with people. And that's what we, pro we provide. We try to make those connections with people to make them happier, make them feel that their goals are gonna be able to be met. How do people sign up oh. and what is the cost? Well, it's free. <laughs> that's Good. a big point, it's free, it's free, it's free. That's everything I send out there is always, it's free. Um, so they can come and they can come to me either for digital skills um, or the open computer lab that I had mentioned. Um, they can email me if they're able to email digitalbvr at literacypittsburgh.org. They can call me or text me if you feel comfortable, 412-760-5718. Um, you can also visit our website. It's um, literacypittsburgh.org or startclassnow.org. Um, and they can also contact Mary, um, who's in our office for uh, their GED courses, ELL information, how to volunteer with us. That's a big thing that we need volunteers if people feel comfortable in helping teach and helping guide teaching. That'd be great. Um, her number is, let me just remember it. I have it written down here. Her number is it's Mary at 724-773-7818 and listening to the instructions in that and they'll tell you what you need to do next. Okay. So. Do you guys have any events, anything coming up or anything else that you would like the people to know about? No major events as of up in up in this area. Um, we are celebrating our 40th anniversary, so we're going to be down at the zoo at the end of August. Um, 
celebrating that. So if you're online and you want to celebrate with us, you can go to our Facebook page. I also have a Facebook page set up for our group for Beaver County. Um, so if you look at Literacy Pittsburgh Beaver County, you can join our group. But um, you can also join our celebrations online. If you would love to, we would love to have anybody sponsor birthday, um, fundraising, anything like that, that would be great. We're always looking for more ways of helping people. So into doing that, we have to have fundraising. Right. So, um, but yeah, just celebrating our 40th anniversary, us learning some more, coming here, taking classes. If you're in Allegheny County, learn down in Allegheny County, go to any of the classes down there. Adriana is a very good digital skills teacher. Okay. So. Right. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. Um, I thank you for, oh, yes. for doing this. I Definitely. thank you guys for the work that you're doing. Um, and I appreciate you sitting down to oh, the, you as well. let the people know you guys exist. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right.